Good morning, sports fans, and welcome back to the World Cup Daily Podcast for what we think is the most exciting episode of the week. It is our preview show for the six matches that we have got this weekend. I am Fergus Mainland, and with me we've got the whole team together previewing uh, the matches, the final stage of matches and the group stage of the Rugby World Cup. Imogen Ainsworth, Reuben Blignall, James Price, Alex Reid and Caleb Matumba are joining me this morning. We're going to be looking ahead to Australia, Wales, New Zealand, Scotland, France, Fiji, Japan against Italy, Canada versus the United States and England go against South Africa. And Imo, we'll start with that England-South Africa game. Vital for England to come away with a win, but as well as that, come away with a bonus point win to secure a good seeding. Yeah, if you look at the previous game, so obviously England beat Fiji by a massive margin and Fiji actually beat South Africa. So you'd hope um, there would be a similar result for England this time uh, as against Fiji. It's all changed in the England squad. Uh, Marley Plather captain to the side for her first time um, in the international squad. Um, we have Jess Breach and Abby Dow on the wings. Abby Dow's obviously been on the bench for uh, both games this tournament, but Jess Breach makes her first start. Um, who else have we got? Uh, Poppy Cleo starts as well. She was on the bench last week, made a massive impact when she came on. Um, um, Rosie Gallagher and Jess Breach, local girls from St Mary's, are also starting, which is great to see. Um, and it should be a good matchup against South Africa, hoping they can put some good points on the board with some... Um, could play hopefully more from the wings than we saw last Yeah, I think probably the most interesting England section for me is Lucy Packer at nine. Um, purely because against France, a lot of the complaints against England team were that they didn't have a plan B. And that was shown most strongly in terms of selection by the fact that Lucy Packer was not brought on for Leanne Infante in that game. So it'll be interesting to see what she has to offer. Obviously, she's a good player. She's got six caps, three of which were in the six nations. Um, in her only previous... Uh, competitive start was in the Six Nations against Wales. She got just 53 minutes. Uh, she took one carry all game and 54 passes. Now, Simon Middleton said a lot at the start of this World Cup that the England um, tactics were to play off 10 and 12. So the reason Lucy Packer got the nod in the squad ahead of someone like Mo Hunt is because she will pass the ball and that is her job. So she's probably not going to be... I don't know, uh, a Danny Care type player that's nipping all around the, the, the rocks all the time. But it's definitely interesting to see how that plan B will develop. Uh, from a Springboks point of view, uh, Nolison Dissebui, Aseza Healy, Taylor Kinsey and Nomawethu Mabengi are the main names to keep their places in the start. Otherwise, it's a lot of change. Coach Stanley Rabenheimer has said that he wants to give the people who've come to this World Cup a run out who haven't had a game so far. So it's a lot of change. Entire new front row off the bench as well in the sort of future facing selection so that all of these players who have never had a chance to play at a World Cup before get a chance. So a score is going to be difficult. In terms of predictions, I have gone England to win by 55. Jess Breach to score yeah, first. I've got, I've got England by 40 and Poppy Cleal to score first. I think it's safe to say everyone's got England on the uh, on the winning side, haven't they? I think I think what's a really nice thing is that he's uh, South African coach is putting out all those players that haven't had a run out yet. They're bottom of the stage. They're not going to get out the the group stages. They're going up against favourites in the tournament, and giving those players who, who haven't had that run out yet, I think it's uh, I think it's a really nice touch. I think you you might as well use it uh, for the opportunity that it will be a uh, game we can go out and just try and learn as much as you possibly can against the best side in the world and take as much away from the game as possible. Yeah, it's a bit of a run out. Simon Merton said in his press conference that South Africa have shown they're a strong side 
Not sure when that happened, but uh, it's one of those one of those things in sport where you just go, oh come on, let's not beat around the bush. You're playing your B team, you're playing your B team, and you're going to make mincemeat of them. So anyway, it's it's like that argument when all those coaches stand up, and then there's there's a list of teams that they always say, oh they played they play with so much passion and they play with so much heart and. They never back down from the game. It's like, yeah, it's like when you go to Burnley and say, oh, it's always a tough place to go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Burnley is a tough place to go. <laughs> I, I think for South Africa, though, to be fair to them, it's not this tournament, even though how bad it has been in terms of results, it's not been about results in a way. It's been about growing their union as a whole. And obviously they um, completely scrapped their team a few years ago and now they're coming in and they had a tough group to get out of anyway. So yeah, as as I say, it's a nice touch that they've changed the team. One more shout out just has to go to Zine Jordan, who obviously became the most capped South African women's player of all time, um, who will play her last match against England. So big shout out. Whoop whoop, big shout out to her. Reuven, we will head over to the France versus Fiji game. We're going to stick with Pool C and this is a big game. It's a big game for... Fiji trying to secure that vital third place or a good enough vital third place finishing spot. Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's a battle for second place in that group. Um, France are currently second in the pool with uh, six points and uh, Fiji lie third with four points. Um, you know, in, in their last match, France put up a brilliant fight against what is an incredible England side, but they fell just short in what was a grueling contest. Um, you know, France were edged 13 7. Um, and, y- you know, um, I think they will do a bit better in this next upcoming match. Um, you know, the Fijian coach has made um, half a dozen changes against. Um, what, what, what's important to note as well is that this is their first match against France as well. So that's going to be quite interesting to see. They've never played France before, so she might not, um, the coach might not really understand. Um, had the experience of like knowing how France will play. So um, that will be very interesting. But there's six changes to the starting lineup. Um, you know, um, so, so s- excuse me for these names. <laughs> the pronunciation is a little bit difficult. Uh, so Sarima Lewinquila returns to the pack at number eight with uh, Karolani Narasewa. Um, who, who scored the winning try against South Africa last weekend. Uh, she shifts to the blind side um, in the final rugby pool match. Um, in the back, there is a new halfback combination with Anna Maria Rokiwa and Kalora Lomani. Melania um, Manatambu um, comes out of the centre side. And Vitalina Nikakori, Nikakori and Rilin J. <laughs> Lab- Oh my goodness, these names are Don't a little mind. bit difficult. Yeah, but um, th- those are this week's winners. So I think we're in for a very interesting match. Yeah, I think I claimed us this time last week that Fiji were purely a vibes team and they needed to start getting some results appear so they're not all just about vibes and they did exactly that go Fiji yeah but they were listening to you and exactly I'm sure hashtag vibes based rugby I'm not sure rugby, <laughs> World Cup Daily Pod has made it all the way to Fiji but uh, 
but I think I was there in spirit. Um, obviously, the goat Suteri Rosalea is at three again, which is which is great to see. I'm going to keep hammering on about her as long as I can. Um, but yeah, France have also made 12 changes. Again, it's one of those matches we can't really predict because they've never played each other before, and we're seeing combinations that we've never seen before. Um, that being said, I think it'll. I I think France will probably put about 20 points on them. Oh yeah. yes, definitely. Well, we got, got predicted. I've got France by 12, Ooh. and I've got Chloe Jacquette Potato to score first. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe Jacquette. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, nice one. Uh, nice one. Just bringing some humour to the, yeah. <laughs> to the yeah. pod. <laughs> yeah, should we maybe talk about the, the, the third place playoff combinations? Because it's quite mm. interesting. It's it? huge. And I suppose, just to give people some context of this, if we go through Pool C at the moment, France, we've just mentioned, they've got six points, Fiji are on four. Pool B, both Italy and the United States of America on five points each, separated by a points difference of just one. And in Pool A, Wales and Australia both find themselves on four points as well. So it's so, so close, Alex. I said going into the tournament that Wales-Australia was going to be a big game, and it is going to be a big game. Did you? I did, yeah. Um, I've got Wales to win by three, and I'm sticking to my guns because I had a bit of a flip-flop on Twitter, which I got called out for in midweek yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's four changes for Wales um, Alex Callender is back in with Beth Lewis um, in the back row Gwen Crabb um, shifts from the back row to the second row and Keris Hale comes in at tight head for Donna Rose who got a ban for the ruck infringement that she was cited for um, the first changes to the Wales back line have been made as well Neve Terry and Carius Williams Morris make their first starts of the tournament at fullback and outside centre. And Siobhan Lillycrap could win her 50th cap if she's deployed off of the bench. Um, three changes for Australia as well. Ivania Wong um, returns to the back three after miss, missing last week's victory against Scotland. Uh, sorry, Fergus. Um, Michaela Leonard earns <laughs> her first Rugby World Cup start as well, coming into the second row. And Birdie O'Gorman um, swaps with last week's player of the match, Ivan, Eva Carpani, um, in the front row. Um, luckily for Australia, not both of their hookers are banned, obviously, as one of them was rescinded because it was two yellows, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, two yellows. Yeah. Um, so that's good for them. But I still think Wales will dominate them up front and get a narrow victory. I don't know about everyone else. Well, I I agree with you that it's going to be a cracking match, but that's just about as far as my agreement with you goes. I, I just think that their performance against Scotland last week, when they were down to 14, down to 13 players, um, and we see those three teams, Australia, Wales and Scotland, very, very close to each other. And if you can go out for chunks and still hang on and ultimately come away with a win when you're down X number of players, well, I think that's got to put you above... Um, Wales, you were obviously put them above Scotland last week. But if you can hold out defensively down to 14, down to 13, then I think it just shows how good your discipline is, um, how structured you are as a team. And I think they're going to come out on top of Wales. Yes, Wales is set pieces, or they're, they're up front, they're very good. The scrums were, were good as well. But I, I just don't see Australia, I just don't see Wales winning this game. I think that's fair enough. I think. Um Ultimately, Wales have sort of underperformed in their back three um, in all of the games so far. Jasmine Joyce 
going into the tournament, I thought she would be one of their standout players, and she's actually underperformed. But if they, if she even meets um, like sixty percent of what she's capable of, which she's not met so far, I think um, Wales will massively improve from their game last week against New Zealand because for massive swathes of that game, they actually like dominated New Zealand. They were in the New Zealand twenty-two a lot more than the scoreline shows, and. I didn't say this in my reaction, but I think New Zealand were a little bit flattered in that their talent sort of brought them through the performance and it wasn't 80 minutes. They just sort of came in spurts. Um, and yeah, I, I understand why um, people would say that Australia will probably win, but I'm going to back myself and say that Wales are going to come out on top. Well, what we've actually ended up doing there is just going through the Wales against Australia game this weekend uh, and not discussed any of our um, third place thoughts at all so we'll, we'll continue that we'll continue no we'll continue that narrative as as we go through we'll keep weaving it into the conversation and we'll move on to the scotland new zealand game that is taking place at 4:45 on saturday new zealand similar to england they're looking to get uh, the bonus point out of it as well to come away with the top hopefully for them the the top seed uh, Canada currently with uh, plus 46 points, uh, New Zealand 68. So New Zealand currently, they've got that top spot at the moment. They'll be wanting a bonus point over Scotland. But they've made 11 changes. Um, only three of their forward pack um, remains. Um, Hooker, Georgia, Pon Ponsbury, Pon Hooker, Georgia, Ponsonby, Flanker, Alana, Bremner, and second row, Maya Kawana Kaulani Roos. However, she has shifted over. She will wear five instead of four, but just those three forwards starting and a huge change for New Zealand. Opting to do that similar strategy of just trying to get as many players run out and giving them as much experience as possible before their playoff stages of this tournament. Um, scrum half, Ariana Mariano Tahuni, she'll captain the Black Ferns for her first time and only her second start and it's worth noting that the last time she played was against the United States uh, she scored in that game and was made player of the match, so big things expected from her and actually I've got her to score the first try of the tournament um, Black Ferns sevens captain uh, Sarah Harini she starts on open side and as I said, opening this, it's New Zealand seeking the number one seed. And you'll be probably not particularly surprised to hear, I've sort of worked into my head that Scotland <laughs> can win this match. <laughs> yeah, no. no. But uh, absolutely not. <laughs> no. Um, sadly not. No. National win. pride only goes so far. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate and respect <laughs> your national pride, but no. I'm Which, not sure... There's 35 points worth of national pride there somewhere. However, the one thing that is worth discussing is this is the third meeting in the World Cup between Scotland and New Zealand. 1998, Scotland lost 76-0. <laughs> but by 2006, oh. it was only 21-0. Progress. Oh, so on that, on that trend, on that trend, you'll win. Yes. Because that's how it works. Yeah. Um, uh, standout is Alana Bremner in that match as well because she's played every game for New Zealand and I don't know if anyone else has. So Yeah, yeah huge, huge turnaround. And I think, well, Portia Woodman, she's not even listed on the bench at all. She's not is playing. it Aisha Letty-Niaga makes her first start as well? Mm -hmm. It would be mean to let Portia Woodman free on <laughs> Scotland. 
at a, at a time you know, at a time you, of national crisis. You know, you know that meme from The Simpsons: "Stuff is already dead." Like it's <laughs> going to be like that. <laughs> I don't think it will. I, I just don't. I think this is so mean, all of this Scotland hating, because... <laughs> I, I do think it is, because look, they've, they've had two... I say as one of the main proponents of <laughs> Scotland hating. I do apologise. Um, it's okay. It's okay. We'll go and win the Cock as a Cup uh, in Trickham this year. Scotland, however, their squad comes in with just one change. Um, Shona Campbell, she's promoted from the bench to start at fullback, replacing the injured Chloe Rowley. Um, who's had surgery on a broken arm, so for obvious reasons, she's not playing. They've shifted their bench around, though, which is key. They've shifted it to a 5-3 split to target up front and put the Black Ferns under pressure. Um, they're very, they were very aware of what Wales were able to do against them. And I think it's worth noting that Scotland have been performing very well at the breakdown. And I think going back to some of the statistics Caleb was rolling out last week, they're looking to target how quickly the black ferns are around the ruck, particularly first clearances at the ruck, and that's zero to three seconds. Wales, uh, they had a 36% success rate, and Australia, that increased up to 59% of rucks uh, were, were extended beyond this. So we're seeing a huge amount of improvement, and they'll be looking to do that again against New Zealand. So where they can put pressure on New Zealand will be around the rucks and it's going to be around the set pieces as well. All five of Scotland tries have come from scrums or lineouts. So if there's going to be an area where they can attack, it's going to be that. It's going to be up front. Um, and they're looking to end an eight-game winning streak. Will it happen? No, I don't think it will. But I think they can still play well and get a, a lot out of it. What will you be happy with as a Scotland fan? What do you want to see? I don't want it to just be the narrative at the end of the match where it's like we played with so much heart, so much passion and we never gave up because they've done that and it's like, right, well, it's time for something else. Let's see something else created from this. And I think if you can target those areas around the scrum, the line-out, if you can have a very successful line-out like they have all tournament and if you can pick up a few tries against New Zealand from those, then do you know what? Let's, let's come away with, uh, with a good a good last group stage match. I th weirdly, I think if anyone in this group was going to beat New Zealand, it would be in this game because they rotated very, very important players to them out. Like, DeMont's not starting and she's basically ran their attack um, throughout the whole tournament. But yeah, as I say, I can't see Scotland really getting anything out of the game. But I hope it is a good game and I hope Scotland play better than they have done and live up to the performance they had against Australia last week. Although a bit of a um, collapse at the end. Well, Scotland, they've gone and they've, they've travelled uh, to Nguru to meet the far north Iwi Natiwe tribe. Um, so they've, they've been embracing that, that Maori culture over the past um, couple of days or so. And there's been nothing but excitement about playing New Zealand in New Zealand since they found out. It's, it's not often you get that opportunity in any World Cup to play the hosts on, on their home soil. So we shall see we shall see. I'll have a, a dram to the Scotland girls tonight and wish them all the very best. Because that's all we can do. And uh, got to have faith. Got to channel that George Michael, as we've said before. However, we shall move on. We'll move on to Pool B. We've got Japan against Italy and we've got Canada against the United States. Caleb, which one of those matches do you want to start with? Um, Canada versus USA. I, I think that's going to be a good game because the two teams obviously haven't played well. Um, Canada have shown good signs in patches. 
Um, the USA in their first game should have put away um, Canada should have put away Japan, sorry, by many, but they seem to struggle in the first half. And it's interesting to see that in the World Cup, they're the most successful team um, 20 minutes before halftime and 20 minutes after halftime, which is quite interesting to see that they're the team that scores the most points in sort of like those graveyard shifts. Um, but this one will be their 43rd meet between the two teams. Um, Canada lead the head-to-head, -head, having won 23 of the 42 fixtures, and the USA have only won 19. So they're not really far apart, these two teams. And Canada will be looking at their prospects because they've only lost once in six matches when Amy Barretteron is refereeing them. So they'll look at that as a good omen for them to, <laughs> to try and win the game. <laughs> but Canada are currently enjoying a five-game winning streak against their Northern American rivals. So they, they've got the, the ascendancy in terms of in recent fixtures and recent memory. Um, and they've also been enjoying a six-game streak, their longest in their history. Um, since they have started playing the game, so they surely would want to keep to keep that going. The the coach has made seven changes to his starting lineup following um, the massive victory victory against Italy. He's retained eleven players in his match day twenty three. Um, so we see that Emily Tutosi now has five in her past two in terms of tries. She requires three more tries to set a new Canadian record for most tries at a single rugby World Cup. She's still getting that record. Yeah. She, you know, I've got her to score the opening try of, of this match, and she's so going to get that record. Yeah, I think you could put your house on that, to be honest. But, yeah. yeah, and I think it'll be an interesting one when she does. Sorry. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was agreeing with you. <laughs> yeah, I think that record goes, and that's how we see um, Heather Moy's record falls, falling apart. Um, Rob Kane has made only three changes and one positional shift to his starting lineup, um, where we see Carly Waters to scrum half and Lotte Klepp to the wing, um, while Test Fury moves to fullback. Um, he has retained 11 players from the 36-5 loss against Canada in June um, when they last played, so that's, that's interesting. We see that Carly Waters has made a try assist in each of her past two games at the Rugby World Cup in 2021. She's been on fire in terms of doing the really unsung work we always love to see the ones that find themselves in space on the right-hand corner or whatever and score the tries. But she, she's she been doing the... You know what they talk about that in a rugby field? Sometimes you have to be like dog. And you could hear some of her players calling her top dog because of the way that she's playing. So I think it's doing all the hard yards. So that's 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 an interesting fixture we have. Two teams that are really desperate to, to get a victory. Um, I think, Caleb, there is a real scenario where we finish... We could finish this group potentially with um, Canada, Italy, and the United States all on 10 points. Whew. Canada, Italy, United States all on 10 points. I, I want the USA to go through. Um, I, I think it's good for world rugby if the USA goes through, primarily because I think that will also push their home union to pump more money into the rugby. Um, Canada in a good space. They... They, they've tried to professionalize their game early on, but I think the USA needs this big break. Um, if you think they've got all of, like, they had 12 or 15 players in the Prem 15s in England, so they probably do need to put some money into their club yeah. system in the USA, in the so US, they don't have yeah. all their players playing in the Prem 15s. Yeah, which is what I think uh, a qualification in the next stage of this World Cup will inject into their minds to do that. So I think that that's what they need, really. You can't be having expats playing away and then trying to collect a team for a World Cup and do a makeshift come together 
um, what they call in South Africa, poike, a mixture of everything and try and get it done, which I don't think is, is right for a country of their nature. So Afrikaans. Is that, that's Afrikaans. Yeah, that's is it? Oh, Afrikaans on a Friday nice. morning. Very nice. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. And yeah, that other match, Japan against Italy. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I, I do agree with Caleb on a lot of things, um, <laughs> but Canada Canada's currently on top of, the, of, of their pool right now. Italy are playing um, Japan, and Japan is still yet to win a game. So they're at the bottom of the table. I which don't, they'll stay there. Which they'll stay there, exactly. <laughs> I don't see the USA. <laughs> I, I really don't see the USA beating Canada right now. Canada is on form. Um, I think the USA will put up a great fight. But looking at you know last week's impressive plays by um, Paige Farries and Emily Totosi, um, I don't believe that the USA will have um, the strength to break Canada's excellent um, attacking and defensive tactics at all. Um, and likewise, Italy have also been on form. Um, you know, I, I, I just don't see Japan being able to put up a good enough defense against the likes of, you know, Vittorio Manuzzi, who's just an absolute speedster. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm really feeling that Italy is going to win this one against Japan, and I think Canada is going to beat the USA. So I think the top two spots in that group will go to Canada. So that would then keep the United States on five points. We're going to, I'm, well, I'm going to assume that Wales will lose to Australia, which keeps them on four points. Depending on bonus points. Well, of course, bonus points as well. However, Fiji would be on four points as well. And we know that, well, Fiji are going against France, but we don't think they're going to overturn them. So I think it will, you're right, Alex, I think it will come to bonus I don't, points. I don't think Wales will score more than four tries. So if they do lose, then they'll have to get a losing, um, well, losing I, bonus point. Well, I think they will get a losing bonus point because I think it's going to be another close one. Yeah. I think it's going to be less than seven points that Wales-Australia So get. let's assume Wales end on five, then um, USA would be on five depending on bonus points. Yeah. And, well, I can't see Fiji getting anything out of the France game. So no. that would mean that um, USA and Wales go through as third place. That'll be interesting if, 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 if it comes down to bonus points. Um, yeah, I it, think it will. It's yeah. going to be heartbreaking for whoever gets out on bonus points. It's, it's, hard, it's a hard one to take. And shout out to Sarah Baratin. She'll be running out for 110th With cap, kids. Love which that. makes her the most capped Italian player of all time. And that's a massive, massive... It's a lot of games. A, a lot, lot of games, yeah. Yeah, really awesome that. Yeah, there's been a, there's been a, a number of those. We've been uh, lots of 50th caps, 60th caps. Um, we talked about Rocky from England as well. Uh, the number that she's reached, 137. Well, so, yeah, Sarah Hunter's on 137 now. Sorry, so yes, Sarah Hunter. Um, I think she'll if she plays in the next game, she'll equal Briar Discall's record. Yeah. So pretty good going yeah. for someone who's not been professional for the most of her career. Yeah, yeah, so, not, yeah. not bad that. Yeah, <laughs> gotta applaud that. Yeah, especially considering that Driscoll had many Lions tests to yeah, add exactly. to all that tally. So and was professional. And was so. professional. That's that's a massive shout out. Yeah, yeah. huge. Both pretty good at rugby. <laughs> <laughs> So there you have your rundown of the matches that are taking place this weekend. The final round of matches in the group stage of the Rugby World Cup over in New Zealand. Australia go against Wales on Saturday, 2.15 in the morning UK time. New Zealand, Scotland, 4.45. France, Fiji, 7.15. Then on Sunday... 7.15. I know, it's, it's rather rather delightful. Yeah, that one. 
Yeah. Japan against Italy at quarter to one in the morning on Sunday. Canada against the United States at 3.15 and England against South Africa to wrap up these pool stages matches at 5.45 a.m. And I think the only thing that's left to be said is we're, we're ready for what's going to be another blockbuster weekend of rugby. Those quarter final places on the line. We can't wait to get stuck in and we hope you can't wait as well. And we'll see you all next time on the World Cup Daily Podcast.